Hello everybody and welcome all thanks to LD Mobile this right here as we head towards the NBL 21 playoffs is NBL overtime a hell of a lot has happened in the last week. We'll get to our next star who's pulled up stumps very shortly. The Sydney Kings are going to look for a new coach, as are the Brisbane Bullets. And I am bringing back yes or no. Does that excite you, man? Yes, it does. Corey Hummerstein Williams in the house. Hello, buddy. What's going on? I tell you what's going on. I do like the fact that you're just rubbing it right in Liam's face and wearing the uh, Jordan 3s. <laughs> All thanks to JD Sports that do not fit. This man, <laughs> studs and duds, nbl.com.au, nbl app. You're back to having to do overtime work because there's games every oh, day, man. Boy. It's tough. How it's, you doing? It is nonstop. I'm good, man. I'm good. Nonstop. One round rolls into the next. We're in the middle stretch. The, the Wildcats are in the middle of their tough stretch. The whole league's in the middle of an extended run of games as we motor towards the finals. And a huge win to the Wildcats last night in Cairns, which cements their playoff spot for, what is it, the 411th straight time. Correct. And I mean, was there ever a doubt? Was factual, there ever a doubt? That, that actually, at some time, a long, well, long time we had in the a little, future. We, we had a little doubt. We had a little doubt on this. We had a little doubt on this. Who would have said that? <laughs> who was it on the gram who tagged us in something four seconds after the buzzle hit? Oh, it's been four sitting seconds. there waiting, ready to go. <laughs> Let's start, though, with Josh Giddy. Of course, the next day, he leads the league in assists. He's been outstanding. He's had three triple-doubles in the last couple of weeks. And the announcement yesterday by himself, jointly with the NBL and the Adelaide 36, is that he will be shutting it down and preparing for oh, the NBA God. draft. Uh, Liam Santamaria, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing for us as basketball fans. We love watching him play, but very understandable considering where he sits in his career. Yeah, good decision. Right decision. Um, as we said in recent times, the clock was ticking on this kid. And um, I, I like the fact, in the end, that he as we said last week, was going to and did, in fact, continue to play, continue to really risk it um, until the, the 36ers' playoff aspirations were dead in the water. And now they are. Time for him to focus on the draft. And, look, this is the reality of having elite young next stars in the lead-up to the draft who are a chance to be a top pick. This is the kind of thing that you're going to see. And he has been just unbelievable over the course of his rookie pro campaign it's just been so so much fun to watch he came in with a lot of hype and exceeded those expectations and um big big credit to him and well done to the 36ers and giddy and his in his management on just managing this situation correctly you said it liam um, last year was really the test, the real experiment with RJ and Mello, right? We know now that it's legit, right? Because of what they've done and what they're doing in the NBA. So now there's a bar, right? So now the, the, the young man, Josh Giddy, comes in, expectations, heavy expectations at what could possibly be. And six to eight months could change your life. And to sit and have the best seat in the house watching him develop game in, game out and get better and what really separated it was that four-game patch where he had three triple-doubles in, in four games. Mm. And that cemented, for me, this is a potential top-five pick. Worst-case scenario, he'll be top ten. So, um, proud of him. I know we all are. And good luck the rest of the way. Just know it was an absolute pleasure covering and watching the journey of the future of basketball in Australia. You mentioned the fact that uh, the way he's been handled the entire way through, including to the announcement in this particular week, but the idea when he was signed to the 36ers and the fact is that 
They were going to take... He didn't start. They were going to take his time. We know the Next Stars program is a two-year program. And while in a perfect world, what has happened is exactly what Josh Giddy probably wanted to happen, I don't think that was the general feeling that it would happen that quickly. It was going to be a, a slow progression. He was coming off the bench. They didn't give him the reins from the opening tip. Now, in the end, he earned that time and said, hey, you know what? Give me the pill. I'm the starting point guard and I'm going to go to that next level. My development's going to be probably exaggerated more so than a lot of people thought. But the way they handled it from day dot to now has been very perfectly done. And the fact is that he will be a a lottery pick. Top five to top ten. And let me tell you what's beautiful about it. (laughs) You're absolutely right. It wasn't set out for him. He was coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. If the import that was here, Donald Sloan, panned out, this wouldn't be the situation. That's why I think about it. I always say opportunity presents itself. The window of opportunity closes faster than it opens. If he didn't take the grab the bull by the horns, like you say, and run with that when he had the opportunity, it wouldn't have panned out that way. So it's credit to him knowing that here's my opportunity. Let me double down on myself, triple down on myself, and show these people I can actually do this. Mm. Uh, they... Um they were clearly anxious and cautious and didn't want to hand him the reins off mm. the top. And that's why they signed Donald Sloan. And hindsight's a beautiful thing, but they would look back on that as a mistake. They would think if right from the opening tip, we shouldn't have brought in Donald Sloan. That shouldn't have been our guy. It should have been a guy like Brandon Paul from the get-go and or even play Donald Sloan as off the ball. And we should have just given the ball to this kid off the top. Now, that being said... You look at this, and we were really giving it to Connor Henry early doors about how, sure, he, was, I sure was. <laughs> how he was managing Josh Giddy and then how he was managing Brandon Paul and the like. But it's been an enormous success, this kid's season here in the NBL. And you have to give the coach some credit True. for that, for putting him in those right positions, guiding him through the process, creating an environment with the veterans around him that was supportive Support. and worked. Um, and as a result, he is where he is. Great job, coach. Great job, coach. Great job. Uh, you know, no, I got to give you props. If I could tell you and critique you, I got to give you props when props is due. He tweeted that you've got his number. Give him a call and tell him. I like talking like this because okay. they watch the show. Okay. <laughs> no, they do. That is true as well. <laughs> hey, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I'm not sure they look at it as a mistake. I know they might have said, hey, we could have been better, but had they have given him the range from the opening tip, he may not have got to where he is today, sure. which is the whole idea of the Next Stars program. And Josh Giddy, of which we know the family and have known him a long period of time. We are very proud, as, as Homicide spoke, and we look forward to watching you for the next 15 years dominating the NBA. This team's cooked, though. The, well, what kind of chicken you like? <laughs> Barbecue. Well, that's what they are, too. <laughs> now, they cook now, <laughs> they Cam, cook. because no, it's, okay. Isaiah Humphrey is going to get shut down as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a shame because they've got some key games coming down the stretch, you know, a little bit. They're going to have a little bit of involvement here with the who might finish top because they play Melbourne, they play Perth, and also with who might finish fourth as well because they do have a couple of games against Illawarra coming up that Wait a I minute. think the Hawks are going to run them over. Wait a minute. Let's fight. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. The top four is set. <laughs> what do you mean who finishes fourth? The top four. We'll nah. get to that. We'll nah, get to hold that. on. Hang on. We'll hang get on. to oh, it. Hold on. Hang on. Let's not get into okay. it just yet okay. because... We'll get Illawarra play very shortly, who you believe will finish fourth. And they had a good weekend, great weekend. They play Melbourne in a matter of minutes. Don't go anywhere. But let's firstly focus on Perth and Melbourne because they met last Thursday night. We've been excited for it. Magna's in the lineup, And I don't know about you boys, but the game that was before it, (laughs) which was Brisbane and Sydney. Yes. 
Then you go, you watch that game, and then you watch the intensity tenfold of what felt like a grand final game mm-hmm. a little bit later than that. This is so exciting. Chris Golding and Jock Landale, in particular, Golding early was huge. But if this is something that we're going to see in the playoffs, which we all expect at some point we'll see, I cannot wait. Liam, I just hope we see it. I just want this grand final series as a basketball fan, as a neutral fan, not supporting anybody. Much love to all those other teams, South East Melbourne and Sydney and Illawarra and Brisbane, but please don't make it to the grand final. Well, you know because what? Because we want, nah, we want if these... One, two- no, well, if one of them knocks one of these teams off... Good luck to them. And him. they don't deserve to be in And the then what final. we'll see is Illawarra is the Illawarra-Perth grand final from a few years back where the Hawks and Bryce... Co- where <laughs> Wildcats and Bryce Cotton swept them off the table. Well, I-, I want this grand final. Now, you might want something else. That's no, 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 no. I Corey want this grand final. Corey thinks that the Wildcats are a lay-down Mazzetta to take out the title and Melbourne slapped him in the face as a big reminder over the course of this round because they went into the jungle where Corey said the Wildcats always win and they made a big statement. Chris Golding was huge. Three big triples in the opening term. He loves that kind of environment. Chris Golding, he revels in it. It was a big, emotional, important win for Melbourne United and it reminded everybody that that is going to be a bang, bang grand final series if we get there. Todd Blanchard had nine points. Locked didn't him down. show up. Locked he him didn't up. show up. Kept it out of his The hands. performance that Melbourne United did was a, a good performance, Right. Melbourne United lost to Perth on their home floor. They went out to RAC, which is the toughest venue to win in. Mm-hmm. They got it done. I was sleeping, didn't see the game. Come on, man. I'm just, oh, come, come on, on man. I was sleeping, didn't see the game. Corey. Saw the result. Good win. Did you hang on? Did you see I'm the I'm not tip? impressed. Did you at least see the tip? I, I saw the first quarter. Okay. That's all I saw. Chris Golding lighting it up in saw the, the first quarter. you to sleep. But it was... We can, there you, you go, can, Bubbles. There you go. But... Todd Blanchfield did not show up. Todd Blanchfield shows nah, up, hang on, they, game is over. You've nah. got to give credit to the defenders if a player doesn't play as well as they have been. Which I'm not going to say that. He had an off night, and he came back and destroyed Brisbane. Nah, My fault, fellas, I didn't show up. Nah. Because we usually beat Melbourne United, so I didn't, you know, I didn't come with my A game. Now, look, as somebody, so my A game would not <laughs> have. I didn't need it. I think Blanchfield rested his, his <laughs> didn't on his laurels. If you oh, beat a team, on, if you beat a team. <laughs> All the time, which they pretty much done this season, right? Yes. Beat them in the grand finals the year before. They own Melbourne United. They do. So this is not the same type of game and mindset Perth is going into like Melbourne United is. You, under, you got to understand, if you beat me majority of the time, do you think you're really going to bring your A game to play me? You always win. <laughs> Who has more to prove? No. I do. No. So I'm going to come with my A game and go in there. Nah, this Good is, win. Good this win. is not Perth owning Sydney. Melbourne and Perth is not quite like that, Corey. And as somebody who actually watched the game, let me tell you, it wasn't like Blanchfield didn't show up. They kept it out of his hands because they made a key adjustment. In Melbourne, they, they doubled Bryce. They left other guys open. Mooney, four of five from three. Uh, and everybody getting wide open looks. They made an adjustment. They kept the... Like we said in advance... They played Bryce a little bit more straight up. They a little bit more straight up, kept it in his hands. He had 24 points at a reasonable percentage, but he didn't have 10 assists, mm-hmm. three assists. And as a result, 
it was much harder for them to just keep the scoreboard ticking over with everybody contributing. And down the other end, Chris Golding and the like lit that thing up. Look, so they did their thing. They did their thing. And the, you know, the onus is now on the Wildcats to adjust. Not really. Not really. I don't believe that. Um, it's going to be a great grand final series. Let's get there. We want to see both of these teams go at it. We do. And like you said, if they don't get there, they don't deserve to get that's, there. That's and it. I'm telling you right now. Hit me. Southeast Melbourne, we're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to have that conversation because you tell me what's really impressive. You go into REC Arena and win, right? Come back home and lose to Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You can't tell me that they're that locked in and, and the pressure's now back on Perth. Nah, you should have came back home and handled your business against Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Now, that's a different conversation. But for you to lose to a team that you should, should beat, you should beat them. You didn't? Just to clarify. I'm not that sold yet on Melbourne United. I still got Perth to win it. Just to clarify, that is the grand final I want to see. They're the two best teams. But the beauty of sport is if you let yourself down in the semifinal, then you don't deserve to be there. But let's talk about Southeast Melbourne Phoenix because they have found their mojo. We've spoken a lot about them over the course of the year. Injuries, disjointed roster at different time might have found them to be a little bit sluggish. But this is a huge week and it's topped, up, topped off by a huge win. And that man, I'm going to let you go first, Homicide, because you've been talking about Kiefer Sykes. We'll get to Mitch Creek in a moment. We'll talk Brock off as well. But you've been talking about Kiefer Sykes all week. First game back, we saw him bouncy when he played against New Zealand Breakers, right? This is when he was back, and you can tell. He was bouncy, he was handling the ball, he was moving like before he was injured, 21 points. Then he played Cairns, light work, 16 and four. <laughs> real game, the real test that we all thought and said, let's see what they do against Melbourne United. And for him to come out and shot town, stepped on him. Okay, there's a dance in Chicago, it's a famous dance called Stepping. Stepping is huge, mm -hmm. right? This is a popular dance in the Midwest, and it's created from Chicago. Could you show it to That's me? what he was doing. I can't. I don't know Can how to do that. Shout out to Chi-Town. If I knew how to do it, trust get me, you to the monitor. If you want to see me do it, actually, he'll show you, because that's what he was doing. Okay. Chi-Town stepping all over Melbourne United. Mm -hmm. This was the piece that was missing, and you could tell when he was playing injured, he wasn't himself, mm -hmm. right? And they struggled. This is the guy, the little engine that could. This is the guy that's <laughs> going to drive this team, and you do not want to see them in finals because we talked about it. If he's healthy and they got to start him and they got to play him, that's who you're going with. Brockoff is coming slowly but surely, right? But that man at the helm pushing this, they can win any game. They can win any game, and they proved it going against a red-hot Melbourne United that just beat Perth in REC Arena. A stacked Melbourne United. Great work by the Phoenix. Great work. Headliners of the studs this week because round 18 went perfectly for them because, because they made it happen. 3-0. and And they had to take care of business against New Zealand and Cairns and they had to build up Kiefer Sykes and get Mitch Creek back into the place where he needs to be. Wolf Creek! <laughs> and they did both <laughs> of those things. And then meanwhile on the wings, Cam Glidden's building mm -hmm. back up. Ryan Brokoff's building mm -hmm. back up. Yanni Wetzel and Ben Moore continuing to do their thing in the front court. And I like they're getting up the floor a bit more defensively. Looks good. They look really good I'm that way. I'm trying to tell you, 14-zip run against New Zealand. They completely changed the game when they got up the floor and all of a sudden the turnovers ensued. Uh, now, you do not want to play this team no, in you the don't. finals. And they're, like, they're in. 
They are they in. They are in because they'd have to fall off a cliff completely from here with five games remaining to not make it. They've got a very healthy percentage. And as I've been saying, if to, to make the finals in your second year of existence, the, the talent that they have been able recruiting, not recruit, notwithstanding, just as a matter of fact of making the playoffs in your second year of existence is an enormous achievement. So hats off to everybody involved. Of course, my guy, Tommy Greer, but everybody else Thanks. as well in the organisation because to be able to do that is really, really important. In the NBL, mm -hmm. where this league is at, that is extremely impressive. Finishing on top of the table. Just like Illawarra. Shout out to their ownership group. Dory, I see you. Because for you to recruit Gorgian, and you, what is it, six out of their last eight games, five out of their last seven games at home, they got a big one they're getting come. it done. They may get there. Big one. I can't wait to see Dory's speech. I know he got a speech brewing or waiting. <laughs> We're just going to wait till that ticket get punched. They've got a little work go. to do. I will yep. say this. Finishing on top of the ladder gives you a huge advantage because home court advantage, although Perth won it in Melbourne a couple of years ago, as we know. But... It also means you play an Illawarra or a Brisbane or a Sydney in the first playoff no, listen, game rather look, 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 look. than slugging out with the Phoenix. And you would rather play the fourth, and this is why you have a ladder, and this is why the final system is set up this way. <laughs> but at this time of the year, Phoenix are playing a hell of a lot better than the team that's going to finish fourth. You're right. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> For once. In a play-in tournament. I, like you, you know say, what? man. It actually, you say it, man. But I mean, right now, it will be incredible. <laughs> Who you call it? Adam Silver calling me again, <laughs> thanking me for the idea I gave on this show, and it's going to be big. Hey, uh, Adam Ford, let's talk about the Sydney Kings, because the announcement the last couple of days that Adam Ford mutually with the Sydney Kings has agreed that uh, he will not be the coach after this particular season. They got the W a couple of days ago against Adelaide. They so desperately needed it. Liam Sandemary, I'll go to you uh, firstly. How surprised were you by this announcement? And secondly, uh, are they already in the works to find out who the next coach will be? Do, do you know what? This is not how it usually works on this show. You bring up the topic, you throw it to one of us, and we smash it out. Cam, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm what do you make of this move? It's, it's a peculiar situation, what's going on in Sydney. It, it is. The fact is that based on what has happened on the court, and I have pushed and I have said, if they make the playoffs, Adam Ford has to be serious consideration to be the coach of the year. Yes, you have. All the injuries, the players they've missed at different times, Lazada leaving, DJ doing his Achilles. You've been banging that drum. But family comes first, and that was what I got out of the press release, that the family situation with Adam Ford, and they still live over in Western Australia. He has spoken uh, a fair bit about the fact that he hadn't seen, I think it's uh, maybe a one-year-old child, maybe a little bit older than that now. No, not much older. And with the, with the quarantine and the border and all the rest of it, I think it's just worn him down, and, and the fact is that family definitely comes first. The question I have now, though, it's going to be hard to see Adam Ford be the head coach of an NBL team going forward. Trevor Gleeson, of course, is the head coach of the Perth Wildcats, and he's Adam Ford's not going to... If it's going back to Western Australia, which is how I read the comments based on the situation around the family, he's not going to be the head coach of an NBL team anytime soon. My understanding of the situation is that he... Um They've got the, the, he's got the young family, he's got the wife and the child back in Perth. But look, if there's security elsewhere, you know, the, the Kings signed him as the head coach to a one plus one. Well, you're probably not going to relocate as a family off of that because who knows what's going to happen at the end of that season. Well, if the Kings sort of felt like, you know what, he is our man he is the man we're going to build with over the rest, uh, you know, in the foreseeable future. Let's put in a two-year deal, a two-plus-one, something along those lines. Then that, that, fa that family situation could be resolved. The family would relocate to where he is because there's security there of what's going to happen in the next little while. Clearly, they didn't feel that way. 
which is interesting because he has been really good I agree. throughout this season. Now, he's been really good from, from where we sit, right? We see on game day and we see how, the, how resilient this team has been and the success that they've had despite all the injuries. We're obviously not there on the day-to-day, -day, the, on the practice court and the relationships that exist within the club, but clearly there's a difference between what we've been experiencing and what's been experienced there. But I will say this, Adam Ford has done great, work to his value in the coaching marketplace. Agreed. I mean, he has to be a guy that other teams, you know, Brisbane should be looking very closely at. I think there's going to be another couple of opportunities that exist around the league for this year. And then if it's not this year, then beyond, he is going to be a guy that's phone is going to be running hot because he's going to finish second in coach of the year voting. And yet he's going to, they're not going to roll with him moving forward. So I read it as he'll be living back in Western Australia once this season is completed. You're not necessarily as sold that that's a case. If the Brisbane Bullets want him and they sign him to a two plus one, you think he's not going to take that job? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's going. He'll take that job. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that there would be a situation based on what he's done this year that that is not out of the realms of possibility at the Sydney Kings. But clearly, it's not. And clearly, it's not. They mutually come to a decision, and Adam Ford won't be the coach. Have you heard any? Well, I, I don't know. I just wonder how Kings fans feel about that because you know he, he's not. Um, he's a unique coach. He's, he kind of calls it how it is. And, um, you know, we saw that after the, the game in Perth and he copped a fine and so on and so forth. But uh, they have been really impressive this year with how they've handled all their adversity. And it would be interesting to see how he would go with a fully loaded team on the back of the success they've had this year. Have you heard any names as into who could be the replacement? Uh, no, I've still, I've just been spending my time trying to wrap my head around mm. the, the, the parting ways between them and Adam Ford. And they still might make the playoffs. That's the big thing as well. You got anything, Corey? I wish that his team was fully healthy. Because in a situation like that, which is a unique situation, he's been an assistant coach, he's done all the hard yards and went through every possible channel to get this opportunity. I just wish that his team was healthy because that team would have made finals. Mm -hmm. Healthy, mm. right? So then it puts him in, for me, Coach of the year, right? Now, with that next to you, it warrants you getting an extension. Who fires or parts ways with the coach of the year? First time, you can't do that. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you can't. So I agree. now you force their hand to give you a long-term deal. Move your family over, off we go. But um, very unfortunate, but he did a great job with, um, I like his style. I liked everything about him, how he went about it. And it's just unfortunate that um, this is what it is. Hashtag NBL Overtime. Sydney Kings fans, let us know what you think at NBL using the hashtag NBL Overtime about I'd one. Like to see, I'd like to two. see CJ Bruton get that job with Brisbane. Well, hang on. Don't go early. That's what I want to see. Away. All <laughs> thanks to LD Mobile. Let's get into the top 10 plays of the week. Round 18 is done. Let's have some fun at your Audi Mobile NBL Top 10 at number 10. Perth with some wonderful passing, setting up John Mooney down low, but helping out in an emergency to put out the fire. It's the Cannes fireman, Tad Dufelmeyer, coming through with the swat of that shot at number 10. On to number nine and New Zealand. Running a nice little pick and roll that Colton Iverson will gently lay in right. Wrong! Colton Bolton to the rim to hammer this one in. Illawarra had some defenders in place, but Iverson went chewing right through him for the slam at 
number nine. At eight, you gotta credit Brisbane's B.J. Johnson for trying to track back, but Todd Blanchfield says have some, son, as he races out on the break to make the house shake. A big night for Todd is capped off with this fast break jam that gets in at number eight. We're up to number seven where Xavier Cooks keeps using that bounce until it counts. Xavier returns with plenty of energy to burn. Cooks is back and when this man persists, there's just no way to resist. Xavier gets in at number seven. On to number six where Sam Frawling goes crawling to the ceiling dealing with this effort from Bach. Credit to Rasmus who attacked this, but with less than a minute to go, Sam denies the hammer throw for the Hawks, who get in at number six. At number five, it's time to say goodbye to a future Australian superstar as Josh Giddy continues to raise his own bar. Giddy splits the Illawarra defenders before putting them in the blender. Josh Giddy grabbing the number five play on his way to the lottery in the NBA. On to number four where Lamar sees a shooting star. It's Matt Hodgson who drops in for Brisbane going reverse with a burst. Arriving from the Milky Way to detonate on Perth for the number four play. The Hawks are flying in the top three. First up, it's Justin Simon showing off more shake than a rattlesnake on Red Bull as he uses the cross to show Brandon Paul who's boss. Justin busting loose with the truth from the roof on this jam that gets in at number three. At number two, with less than a minute to go, the Hawks are up by one, but some cool execution is the solution. Watch, Tyler Harvey, smoother than a delivery room baby, he works free for the dagger three, and you know it's going when he's this wide open. Harvey gets in at number two. But at number one, Hawks in another tight game against New Zealand, and after a scramble, the Breakers get the ball to Ty Webster, but Justin Simon's defense is scarier than a sneeze in an airplane as he knocks the ball away to win the game. Simon denying the Breakers a chance, and for that big effort, this play lands at number one on the NBL. Cut it! Defensive plays yep. another one. It might be one of the first times ever in the history of the league and world of basketball, but well and truly deserved. All right, a man well and truly deserves his opportunity. He got it. We know why Cam Oliver went back. Very personal family situation. Houston called, said, hey, you got 10 days in you. And boy, oh boy, I think it's going to change his life, Homicide. Talk through this man's week. I'm just glad that, again, guys are getting opportunities from the NBL to the NBA and are literally putting on. Mm. You know, it says a lot about them individually and it says a lot more about this league as well, showing that talent can transition to the NBA hardwood and be an immediate impact player. So I'm just loving, uh, you know, all the guys, the NBL alumni, that have gone over there and represented well. Says a lot about them and this league. I love he puts a little pizzazz on that dunk as well. Could have just done a little regulation, even a layup. I'm you here. Know what? I'm here. Listen. Just like I'm, I'm back in the snag pit, I'm 360. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about, man. You, you putting on and acting exactly like you would act overseas. Mm -hmm. And you put on on a big stage. There's no way he's coming back. I agree. No way. I Somebody's agreed. picking him up. I agree. Probably Houston.
to be fair. All right, all thanks to JD Sports. We love JD Sports. Shout out to Will Weaver, yo. Will Weaver's the plug. (laughs) He is the plug. He is. JD Sports, all thanks to JD Sports. It's time for our sneaker of the week. Here we are. Oh, okay. Tony Crocker, talk us through those. Do you know them? Homicide, you're our fa- fashionista here. If I'm correct, mm-hmm. those are the Tatums, the Jordans. Mm-hmm. Those are fire. Now, you're on fire. Of course, JD Sports is the undisputed king of trainers. It's time to pump it up. Pump it up this oh, week. Oh, my goodness. Where is Dean Brown? <laughs> oh, no. They're, wow. They're back. They're Reebok Pump Omni Zone 2. They're celebrating the 30th anniversary, of course, since Dean Brown pumped them up. Oh, and man. then, of course, won the dunk contest. And we cannot wait for it. They're back, JD Sports. This is what they do. They bring back the limited editions. Mm. They're only available via online raffle via the JD Australia mobile app. If you haven't got it, get it now. Pump it up. Oh, man. D Brown. Wow. I love him. To cop your bag, do it now. Online raffle, JD Australia mobile app. And, of course, for all your limited edition releases just like that, jd-sports.com.au or simply download the JD Australia app to enter, which you need to do. All right, you ready? Yes or no? Quickly. Corey. Yes or no? John Mooney, will he be in the NBL next year? He'll be in the NBA. So that's a no? Yes. <laughs> Mojave King, does he need a new environment, a new team to be able to kickstart what we expect from him? Yes. Will CJ Bruton be the coach of the Bullets? Yes. What do you think? It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, yeah, they're gonna, they're looking at some guys. You got to give me one name. Uh, Judd Flavel. Okay. He's, he's going to be in the mix, and so he should be. Going back to three imports next year. Yes or no? Is that the right move? Yes. Will Finn Delaney be all NBL first or second team? Yes, second team. Do coaches sub too much and too early in the? Yes, year? some do. <laughs> yes or no? Uh, some do. <laughs> who wins? Illawarra, Melbourne. Moments away. Illawarra. Illawarra. Who wins? Melbourne. There you go. We're NBL Overtime. See you next week. See ya.